Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and ESPNU with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie Coleman, and from Max Kellerman. And, Jay, I'll start with you on this one. And believe me, Key knows what I'm talking about. You know you are, and Alan Gates loves this word, you know you are that Hemothy when you make the other team quit like Jason Tatum did to the Philadelphia 76ers <laughs> in Game 7 last night. There was no doubt about that in my mind. Look, th- this is what I love for JT, man. Like, I always go back to this conversation I had in, in college because, uh, you know, Cam Reddish had asked to have my jersey before too, and I was like, ah, nah. Um, but Jason Tatum is one dude. I'm just telling everybody 100. It's uh-huh. one dude. I, I always kind of regret because he always – he, when we had that conversation, like just the way he approached the game was very different. So, you know, in a, in a, in a personality trait key for what we look like from our superstars, like we love the guys who are like the bona fide killers at all costs, 24-7. And sometimes I think you see JT wonder about where his place is as relates to him being aggressive. But watching the way how he handled business in game six in the fourth quarter, like you, you're like okay, like we obviously see what the ceiling of this team was. It just wasn't scoring though. Yeah. Like all these cats were competing defensively, and that that was that seemed like to be the missing link. That's why I, you hear around the locker room like Joe Mazzulla losing some of the locker room, the ability to get them to all compete because it's something that they haven't really done at the same level that they did last year. But something's clicked with this team over the last two games. Like Jason Tatum not only dropped 25 in the first half, but also was one of the best defensive players on the court. You felt the same with Jalen Brown. You felt the same with Marcus Smart. You felt the same with Al Horford. There was a sense of urgency. And watching Jason Tatum explode, seeing that ceiling of that team, you're like, oh, okay, that's the team that can win a world championship. That's the team who we thought Boston was going to be consistently. It's just a matter of all of them competing at a high level defensively. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, they've done a tremendous job at turning things around, Jay. A couple games ago, you know, everybody was starting to question the ability of, of Joe Mazzulla. Can he adjust? Can he make adjustments, second-half adjustments in the game plan? Does he stick to the same game plan? Can he change it? And then all of a sudden, he started to show you something different. And I think, you know, you got to tip your hat off to him and say, hey, like as I said before, Jay, he's young. He was parachuted and into the into the head coaching role wasn't supposed to be the head coach now all of a sudden he's on the job learning and training to be a head coach in real time and then finally Jason Tatum took over what everybody was waiting on him to do take over you're supposed to be the guy that entered into the club last year you got between the velvet ropes they let you in they <laughs> you know you you got bottle service and then all of a sudden you had to wait they wasn't coming back to your table as fast. Now, you're back at the table again. So let's see but if he, he can like, continue to carry this into the next round. I'm trying to think of the right way to say this analogy, Freddie, because okay. Coach K said it, and obviously we've we made mention about you know the Don't issue screw with up John Coach Morant, K sayings now. No, 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 no. It's um, he will always say like, hey, we can't. We lost a, a Carlos Boozer in our team going into the NCAA tournament. And he had this saying, he was like, empty the clip. Right. Like, there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. Like, be aggressive all the time. 
That's all I want. So last night I saw yesterday I saw Jason Tatum be aggressive. Dude took twenty eight shots. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. Meanwhile, I'm watching Joel Embiid take eighteen shots and James Harden take eleven shots. And I'm watching Joel Embiid float on the perimeter. I'm watching head coach and Doc who can't get his best player in a position to even get a groove going offensively. And I'm watching James Harden make the right plays. But there are a lot of times I don't want to see James Harden make the right plays. I want to see him make the aggressive play and try to attack and score. And there they're, they're felt like there was that aspect of Philly missing yesterday where Jason Tatum found it and the rest of the Celtics found it. That was the most disappointing thing for me yesterday watching Philly, the lack of aggressiveness by their superstars in the game that you needed them to be that the most. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPNU, to that point, because Jason Tatum wanted the responsibility. James Harden, in my opinion, has never wanted the responsibility, and it showed once again in Game 7. It showed in the fourth quarter of Game 6. I said, guys, before Game 6 that that was the most important fourth quarter in the history of Jason Tatum, and he went out there and outscored Philadelphia 16-13 to in the final six minutes because he embraced and wanted the responsibility. And then he goes out in game seven, and he didn't rest on his loss what he did in game six, or rest on his loss what he did last year when they were in the same situation now three games through in Milwaukee. He says, put the ball in my hands. Watch me work. Watch me cook. And what did he do? He was not just the best player offensively. He was the best player, period, because he embraced the responsibility of saying, put it all on my shoulders. This is what I'm built for. People tried to give him a little bit of shade after he said, humbly, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. I'm like, well, yeah, you can be humble about it, but it's true. And then he went out there and delivered it because he was not afraid, not just at the moment, Key and Jay Will, he wasn't afraid of having the responsibility that if it didn't turn out right, he was going to embrace that and say, put it on me because this is exactly what I wanted because I'm built for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he did do that. And I think that just, you know, James, look, James Harden, played well in the series at the start, right? He stole the one in Boston for him. Then it was game three. I think he came back out and balled out in game three four, or four. Game four. Game four, yeah. yeah game game 45 four, game four. He yeah. came back out and he balled in. He needed to do, in my opinion, in, in this game seven, like LeBron did in game six, where Anthony Davis yeah. was, you know, Anthony Davis was playing okay. He wasn't, you know, he had the 20 boards or whatnot, but it wasn't like, a, a scoring night for him where he would just light it up. When you see that Embiid isn't doing everything that he needs to do, if you James Harden now all of a sudden, I'm the guy. I'm the MVP. I won MVP. I done done some stuff too. Now it's time to turn it on. Now it's time to do exactly what uh, LeBron James did. Took matters into his own hands to a degree. And you would have liked to have seen James do that. It didn't happen. He criticized Doc to a degree. Mm-hmm. And now that's going to be pointed, you know. But don't run from Key. it. Embrace it. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's have good. this conversation this, as this it relates gonna, to James Harden. Fred, you ready for this? This is going to be good. Key, I, as you get older, Key, what's the most important thing you need in order to compete at a high level as your body starts to age? Your brain. Well, your brain, you also need your body, right? Like, well, So I mean, what you put yeah. into your body is what you get out. Let's be real about it. Like, so, like, watching James over the years, I'm like, okay, I keep hearing about Kobe. I keep hearing about Michael. I keep hearing about all this investment that LeBron makes for his body. Like, if you know that Joel has this history of being injured, 
Like at at one point, uh, your career, like and I, 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 key, it, it, this may rub you the wrong way, but like the days of going out and kicking it hard, like doesn't that catch up to you? Sooner or later, especially when why you're going through rub, a grueling... Why would that rub me the wrong <laughs> No, well, I'm just saying because I'm, I'm not trying to lean into, like, these crazy stereotypes of people. Like, there he is, pardon again. But after a while, yo, when you're out that way into the wee hours of the morning, and as much as people want to get angry at that, when you get to these junctures of the season, when you need your legs the most, when your conditioning comes into factors the most, like, when you see these games down the stretch where he just doesn't feel like he has the same pop, like, okay, isn't that a correlation? Isn't that a well, correlation it, worth it, being it, called out? I, I guess you could have that conversation, but I don't know if he was out, okay? Because when he was out a couple days before he exploded in Boston on game one, it didn't seem like it affected him. So I don't know if he's been out over the last several nights or what I can't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go down that road because I don't know. I don't, I don't have any proof of that. Um, you would say certainly, Jay, that if you are using your legs and standing on your legs and doing those sort of things and you have physical activities that you have to attend to the next day or two, it certainly could hinder that. Right. Um, there's no question about that. But I personally, and I understand why you said what you said to me coming into this, because you already know how I am. I'm going to say it don't matter to me. Yeah. It don't it don't I, it don't matter to me because there's plenty I, I feel, athletes, yeah. plenty athletes that have extracurricular activities and go on to have great success. It's just yeah, but like win championships, like who? Key. I mean, you yeah. Uh, it's a very short list. That, that, uh, yeah. That's my only thing. That, yeah, it's a, a short. It's a short. short list. It's a short list. But, but like, and um, also those guys. I mean, look, James is one of the most innovative offensive players game of basketball has ever seen. But as I'm saying, as you age, and t- like as you age, anybody needs to do things differently. Like the way I work out now is differently than the way it was when I was 25, 26. I just ask, mm-hmm. is that lifestyle sustainable throughout the course of the season when your legs wear down, when your usage rate is high? And, like, we keep coming back to this place where it's like these moments, hey, now it's fault on everybody, James, Joel. You know, Doc, but when you ask these questions about James, I don't know how you don't factor into the equation those variables. Because they but see, it's, keep it's, hard, up. It's, it's hard for me to factor that in, Jay, because I don't know. I don't have the, 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 the information. So it's hard for me to, to I don't want to say speculate, right. but assume that that is a contributing factor to why he struggled in this particular game. Where in game one, we saw with our own eyes right. he was in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and then he came and did what he did to them. You know, so I don't, I don't know, big dog. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, little dog. I hear you. I, hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just want – I think a lot of you just want to know what a guy that is offensively as talented as James Harden, why does he keep coming up short in big moments? Seriously. It, it, sometimes yeah. it just happens, man. Yeah, I, that's, that's a fair, well, that, that's well, a fair so, answer. Okay, sometimes it just – Sometimes it does just happen, but also you can play devil's advocate and say, you know, are you doing everything in your degree to prepare yeah, for that all, moment all, all, to all, not happen? Yeah, all so that's fair too. Yeah, no, you, 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 you're right. I, I'm, 
I'm not going to argue with you, Jay. <laughs> no, I hear you. Just talking it through. Don't, don't <laughs> worry. Yes. The clock says 12. We're not going to 25 on this one. <laughs> Weighing about what is the deal with James Harden and the 76ers not being able to get out of their own way at times and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hit us up here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max at triple H A ESPN 888-729-3776. And speaking of the 76ers, what question did their head coach Doc Rivers ask that was probably the right one to ask after they lost Game 7 in the series to the Boston Celtics. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Oh, let the questions flow. If you thought the questions flowed after they lost game six on Friday in Philadelphia, I can't even imagine what that sounds like after they lost game seven on Monday in Philadelphia. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, J. Wins, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and don't forget about us on ESPNU. Doc Rose asked the question, if management, meaning the 76, would give this group another chance to try to run it back next year, and he responded this way. Yeah, I believe that uh, wholeheartedly, but that's not up for me. It really is not up to me. That's up to our, our, our owners um, and Darrow. Uh, I think they like what they saw overall, but, you know, I don't know. And then James Harden was wondering, or somebody wondered about his relationship with Doc Rivers with this question. When you got here, you said that one of the reasons you wanted to come, if I'm not mistaken, was Doc. How has your relationship been with Doc, and would you like to see him back? Uh, I mean, I don't know. our relationship is okay. All right, Key. What do you make about that? What? <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. You know I'm not, man, you know I'm not diving into that like that. He just said our relationship is okay. What was he supposed to say? He what? the game. What are you supposed to say? I mean, oh, our coach should be back. He's the greatest coach in the world. I mean, the dude just lost the game, man. I, I, I can't. I can't do that. I just, I'm sorry. I, I can't give people what they want in this situation. Doc did a tremendous job throughout the course of the season, okay, even though at times he made some questionable decisions on how his rotation would go, certain things, but he did do a good job this year. Now, it didn't, it didn't ultimately end where they wanted it to, I, but I can't read into James Harden just saying we got a good relationship and then be like, oh, see, he didn't endorse him. I can't do it. Jay, you could do it. Go ahead. No, I'm, that was okay. I'm with you on that one. I, I I don't think you get rid of Doc Rivers. I I here's here's the example that I go through, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Exercise when it comes to stuff like this. If Doc Rivers were fired as Philly's head coach. If you're New York, if you're the Knicks, would you just scoop him up real quick? Can you imagine what Doc could do with the New York Knicks? Would you scoop him up, Freddie? I would take Doc Rizzo, Tom Thibodeau. 
I would take Mighty Wins over Tom yes. Thibodeau, to be honest with you. My answer yes. is completely yes. Yes. Okay, so you, you people were like, oh, oh, just fire him. Get him out of here. I'm like, replace him with who? Like, yeah, I do wonder sometimes. you got to have somebody. Who, with, right? right. There's no doubt. That's You're what right, I'm Jeff. saying. Like, yeah. but people are like, oh, just fire him. I'm like, but give me plausible candidates with, with where this team is right now. You're saying maybe Nick Nurse because offensively, I think schematically, he'll probably come up with some different things that could be different. I don't know if you get the same buy-in defensively. Doc is still one heck of a coach. Look, this game goes game seven. As much as I can sit up there and say, how come they're not running anything for Joel Embiid on the block? I do think that's the next step to Joel Embiid's game. He has to want the ball on the block and has to demand that. Um, And that's questions looming around Doc, too. But I, I still think if you could find ways, if James Harden wants to be a part of something bigger than himself, which playing with Joel Embiid, I love that complimentary piece. Mm-hmm. I love that two-man game. Yeah. With the right pieces around, I think you run it back. You run it back. You, you should run it back. This team won 54 games in the regular season. We're not talking about a team that, let's say, won 65 games and regressed. We're not talking about the Phoenix Suns here when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers. And that's why they moved on from Monty Williams. They bring in a new ownership group. They want their own guys. If you're Philadelphia, you have to look at yourselves in the mirror, especially when it comes to Joel Embiid and James Harden, and say, okay, what could we have done that could have made things a little bit better after having a 3-2 lead in the series against the Boston Celtics where they made the Celtics like the goofy Celtics that we've seen at times since January? To me, that's more of a question. Not so much, Key and Jay, if they should move on from Doc Rivers. I don't think that should be a question for Philadelphia. If you're Joel Embiid and James Harden, what can you do for that next step as teammates and making everybody else around you better if they decide to keep the same pieces and run it back in Philadelphia. Well, well I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something. I mean, I wish you can fast forward time because Tobias Harris has one year left on his deal for uh, $39 million guaranteed. What? I, I, I can't be paying that price somebody at two points at Game 7. Man. I, I, you know, I, I love Tobias, and it's one of the best deals of all time, and I, I see it. But, like, that, that, that's been – uh, that's been a, a, a tough grade for Philly as you're looking at, hey, are we doing the most to surround? And, and Tobias has had some games here and there defensively. I know what he brings leadership-wise. But, like, that contract is just a – it's yeah. a black eye, man. And uh, it stands out all the time when you're looking at who are the additive pieces to put around these players to help these two guys in particular win a chip. It hurts. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio as well as ESPNU. Speaking of Joel Embiid. People on social media, they were up in arms when it came to some of his post-game comments. For example, why he and James Harden can't make it work by themselves in Philadelphia to win a championship. It's going to take you know, more than us. Uh, we all got to look at ourselves. Uh, I, I got to be better and I will be better. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, you know, all of us, uh, we got to... You know, come back and uh, find ways uh, to just keep improving and, you know, help the team. Um, You can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5 on 5. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Jay, many people believe that sounded like an excuse. What did you hear? So, hearing it earlier this morning, I was like, okay, well, he took accountability for himself. But it does, it does feel like the back part almost negates the first part. Does it, Freddie, a little bit? Mm-hmm. It's like to go – like I wish he would have left the comment at, you know, look, I need to be better. We need to be better. 
and then that's the end of it. But then when it drags along and it gets to a certain point where it's like, well, I can't win it by myself. Yes, we understand that, Joel. Yeah, we get it. Um, well, me and James can't win it by ourselves. But like, all right, now where, where are you going with this comment? Like, because if you had just stopped in the middle, I would be like, that's perfect. Like, your accountability, you're taking it, you want to move forward, I understood. But just that it leaves room for interpretation with that latter part that I, I can see when it starts being quoted, just that being the tweet, and people don't hear the whole context. But even if you hear the whole context, the latter part takes away from the first part. It's uh, I wish he didn't step in it like that. Well, see, again, Jay, this is at the end of a game. And, yeah, I understand. And the way that I look at it, is there so much pressure for him and James to deliver a championship? And he's just saying to me that him and James can't do it by themselves. And and so when you hear every day that you have to do this, you have to do it, James has to do it, James has to do it, that's a lot to endure. And so I can see where – you know, maybe there's a different choice of words that he could have mm-hmm. navigated around, maybe. But I don't think that he's calling out his teammates. I don't think he's calling out the head coach. I just think he's saying that me and James can't do it by ourselves. We need yeah, everybody to Yeah, but why would you even say that, though, Key? But why would you even need to most say like, that? Most likely somebody says something. Somebody says something in reference to him and James either not being able to do it or they have to do it. Something like that. Yeah. He didn't read okay. or seen on social media. Something along those lines, and it's stuck in his brain. Yeah, I just I, – I, this is where you wish sometimes, Key, and I know everybody uh, mm-hmm. doesn't come from the school of how to pivot in media, but you would think, like, <laughs> you know how it is, Key. You can ask me whatever question you want, Key. I don't need to – I can answer – any of your questions, whatever way I want it. Right. I can steer it whatever way. Right. Like, so don't you think you and James Harden need to do more? It's like, look, this is a team sport. We all need to be better leading with me. It's my team. Mm-hmm. Like, I will pivot on any question and just steer it towards what we need to do. And I, I think sometimes th- this is where athletes get in trouble because it's like, you know how it is, Key. They keep drilling you with question after question after question. And you, get you might answer the same question 15 times, and then at one time, you answer it with a little bit of emotion. I, I, there you go. They got you. So I, I don't know how this situation played out. I just I, I hate when you leave things up for interpretation for people to run at you this way. When I you feel like that's not what Joe really meant, you know? Mm, no doubt about that. Jay, Jay, just yeah. do better, man. Just do better. Just Jay. do yeah, better. That, Be better. Just do better, man. Do your Be job, there son. You that's what you're saying. Do your job, son. Yeah, do, okay. Just do your job, Jay, man. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as ESPNU, and we stay in the NBA. What has been the reaction of Memphis to another incident involving John Morant and gunplay? That's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. There's been a lot of sighing on the national level when that story came out about John Morant. What has it been like the reaction in Memphis on that level? It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Wins. Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget about us on ESPNU. Let's bring in Jeff Calkins. Does a great job as a host of the Jeff Calkins Show on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. Also, a columnist with the Daily Memphian. Hit him on Twitter, Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, I laid it out there. The national reaction has been what a lot of people expected. What has been the reaction locally in Memphis with another inch involving a John Morant, a gun, and a social media post? I mean, I suspect it's it's similar. You wake up on the Sunday morning and you see what happened and you wonder if it's Mother's Day or Groundhog Day because here we are again. Like, really? He, he, he did what? He was with an Instagram Live again and a gun again? The level of recklessness, stupidity, uh, it, it's it's almost impossible to get your mind around. And so I would say the feeling here, and I can't speak for every Memphian, but I think the feeling here is disappointment, uh, frustration, anger. And then I also think some concern because I think you have hopefully some concern because it's clearly someone who is struggling and, and listen, there are bigger problems in the world than, than having this much fame, fortune, and talent. But it's clearly who is someone who is struggling to adjust to the expectations and responsibilities um, that come with his position as one of the you know supposed faces of the league. Jeff, uh, I, have a, I have more than a little concern. I mean, I, I have a lot of concern. Um, and, and this goes back to, I think, a bigger point about – you know, when the idea and how it was articulated about going to rehab and, you know, um, look, when a person constantly shows you this is who I am, you have to believe them. And I, I, he is one of the best basketball players we have in this game. And I, I just I, I wonder about like when you go through something like this, that it uh, the way it occurred on the national scene was so prolific. It was massive. It was a massive thing. Then, too, all of a sudden, a couple, like a month later, like, to put yourself right back in the situation, like that's a major red flag. How, how do you see the NBA stepping in and handling this? Well, I, I, I was listening to you earlier when you were advocating a lengthy suspension, and I, I agree with the idea that you could, you know, duck off to Florida for. Um, some therapy day camp and be all uh, changed man was always preposterous. If anyone knows people who've struggled with um, really changing their life in deep, meaningful ways, that doesn't happen in, 
in four days, obviously, with a little bit of Reiki and a little bit of therapy and, and, and you're all better. Um, I think the challenge for the league will be this. Um, what exactly is he being punished? If he's going to be punished, suspended, is he being punished or suspended for? I heard you all talking about this earlier in the state of Tennessee. Not all, you can have a gun anywhere you want without, you know, with, with, without a permit to carry. Um, and there are state legislators who send out freaking Christmas cards, excuse me, but mm-hmm. with, with their family holding guns. And so when you have that climate here and honestly that legal backdrop here, he's being he would be disciplined for representing the league in a way that it doesn't want to be represented, understandably. But it is sort of jarring to think of, of, of Tennessee legislators sending out Christmas cards of a whole family armed with guns and one fleeting moment with a gun um, getting you a 30-game suspension. I'll be interested to see if the union mm. uh, supports Jai in this or pushes back. You know, I think so, that Jeff, is it confirmed that he was in Tennessee? Is it confirmed that he was in Tennessee? It, it, it seems like he was. His sister was graduating from high school. Yeah, it seemed like. Honestly, okay. at this point, you, you you look at the video, see what he was wearing, see what he's wearing at other things. But he seems to have been in Tennessee. Yes. You know, okay. Jeff, the 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 gun situation, having a gun, in anybody, you know, I don't, I could care less. Having a gun, if that's if that's what you, if your law say you could carry a gun and you want a gun, carry a gun. If that's what you feel. My, my my concerns with Ja is a little deeper than just carrying a gun. Um, I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Los Angeles. And some of the things that Ja has done in basketball games uh, resonates here in Los Angeles from a gang violence standpoint with gang members. And yesterday, a gang member, a notable gang member, of a certain gang, a very powerful gang here in L.A., didn't like the fact that Ja was doing those things in some of his games, along with portraying himself to a degree as some sort of, you know, hip-hop, street gangster growing up in the hood when he hasn't. So they look at it as a little bit of a disrespect. Those are the sort of things that I worry about because you aligning yourself in a position that you know nothing about at all whatsoever, <laughs> like zero about. That's where I look at the team and the league and be able to say, you've got to get him the necessary help that he needs, Jeff, like serious help. Never mind the basketball, never mind the 40 points in the – Fabulous slam dunks that's on ESPN. I'm talking about real-life help. That's my concern with him. What do you think the Grizzlies are going to do with Ja moving forward? Well, I think, I think honestly, the, the league weighing in will help them here. I, I, I think it's pretty clear that until the incident happened in Denver, they really felt somewhat powerless to rein him in. And after that, there was all of this talk about fresh accountability and we've reset things and going forward, there's going to be accountability. Mm -hmm. And so it will be truly interesting to see. Uh, Obviously, 
I think you're exactly right. Listen, if the, if you're left off an all NBA team and it costs you $40 million because you were on Instagram live with a gun and three or four days later, you're on Instagram live with a gun. It's not really about the gun. It's about a pattern of reckless decision-making, almost self-destructiveness um, that is, again, it's hard to get your mind around. And I, and I take your point, Keyshawn, exactly. Like, listen, we live in a city here in Memphis where young golf was shot and killed while buying cookies. Um, and this is not, you know, it's not, it's not something to play around with. Now, I think there's a little bit of a misconception that Ja, he didn't grow up, um, you know, with the Cleavers in a, in, in the Brady Bunch sort of total middle class. Like it wasn't, but you're exactly right. He wants this. He seems to want to, to, I don't know, I say pretend to live this life, or he seems to want to live this life. You asked earlier, I was listening to the show, why doesn't he have his own security? Like, he doesn't need a gun. Why doesn't, why, he doesn't want to. I mean, he doesn't want to. He wants to hang with his buddy, Devontae Pack. It was Devontae Pack's Instagram live, by the way, not his. Devontae Pack has been at all of these incidents. He was at the incident at Denver. He was at the incident in Memphis uh, that involved the Indiana Pacers, where he was then banned from the team, and he was sitting in the front seat and running the Instagram lot. Why don't you make the changes that are necessary? I don't know, Keyshawn. You came from where you came from and obviously did. How hard is that to do? It's very hard, but it doesn't mean that you have to distance yourself from your friends everybody that i ran with is i still run with as 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 an adult but we all understand growing up when i was playing football in order for us to continue to to evolve and eat the lobsters and the steaks they had to make sure that i was okay for them to be okay there's nothing wrong you're not less of a uh athlete less of a man because you you have a security team around you the security team is going to protect all of us. We can still have fun. We can still party if we choose to. But when the the clock strikes 3 a.m. in the morning, we don't have to worry about anything because we're going to be taken care of and ushered back to a safe place, opposed Preach. to trying to take things and matters into your own hand right. when you're not experienced at it whatsoever at all. And then, Jeff, I would add on to that, like, this is such a bad look for, for Memphis because I, I, I just go back to Dylan Brooks and the tweet. By any, by any means necessary, we will not be bringing Dylan Brooks back. I'm like, for talking trash? Like, like, to, like this is the level. And I'm not saying that there haven't been issues in the locker room. I don't know all the details like you would, Jeff. But, like, seeing what that went to image-wise, but then looking at this is saying this is one of the bigger problems actually occurring with your franchise more so than Dylan Brooks poking a bear on LeBron James. Um, It's just not a good look for Memphis overall and their leadership perspective. No, I think that's absolutely right. I I think the Grizzlies got a little bit of a a bad rap with the Dylan thing because the the Grizzlies didn't say we're not bringing him back under any circumstances. Those words never came from the Grizzlies' uh, mouths or their their, their officials. Um, That was the, the report phrased it that way. They did what they did once upon with Tony Allen. So they said, we're moving on. And and it was phrased that way. And so I do defend them there. But broadly speaking, absolutely. I think there has been a lack of accountability here. And the other problem is, is that it, it overshadows someone like Jaron Jackson Jr., who was one of the truly 
good guys in the league who does incredible things in the community, who gets people out there, gets people to vote, does like or Desmond Bain, like there are Tyus Jones. There are a lot of, of players on that team who do the right things and who make the right choices. But you find is, although they are sort of together in the locker room, they don't hang with Ja. Like Ja is sort of a loner who is with his, his group from South Carolina. Hmm. He's not necessarily someone who is, you know, you, you didn't see any other Grizzlies in any of these incidents. In Denver, you didn't see any other Grizzlies. He wasn't sitting in the front seat with another Grizzly. Um, and so to me, it is a Ja problem, and it's magnified when he is – the biggest star, the biggest celebrity in this city since, I mean, I hate to invoke the name because we get a little sick of it here, since Elvis. He really is. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Raised up by Jeff Calkins, the host of the Jeff Calkins Show on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. Also, a columnist of the Daily Memphian. Hey, Jeff. Hit him on Twitter, Jeff underscore Calkins. Boy, he yeah, wrote that. He- hey, 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 Jeff, you mean Elvis ain't walking around the streets right now? No, he's not. Alvis, we have not seen him. We have not seen him lately, uh, but his spirit does prevail. Absolutely. No doubt about that. The music and the spirit prevails. No doubt. Always appreciate you, Jeff. Thank you so much, my friend. You take care. Hey, good to be on. Thanks, guys. See you. Great stuff by Jeff Calkins joining us and Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson. Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. And we're going to talk about John Morant and when does a superstar become a liability even though he's a franchise player. That's next on ESPN Radio. Key, where did Elvis get his music from? Go ahead. Stop, man. Stop. Well, ah, what? I just asked. I asked well, a question. Move on. You know where you got it from. Okay. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Welcome to that flavor known as Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPNU. We hate to use the term liability, especially when it comes to John Morant, but key at a certain point if you're the memphis grizzlies you may have to have that have to have that hard conversation with yourself as an organization before you have that hard conversation with john Look, Morant. he's such a he's such a talent and i'm gonna have a hard conversation with him if i'm part of the grizzlies organization i'm gonna sit him down i'm gonna sit his parents down i'm, I'm gonna sit the, the 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 guy who rolls with him i'm gonna sit him down i don't know y'all know his name his buddy 
I'm going to sit him down. We're going to all sit together. And we're going to sit in the conference room. We're going to have a real conversation. And I'm going to lay it out to him and let him know he could either continue to move forward and be prosperous and be one of the all-time greats, or he could swander his career. But I'm going to try and help him get to the level, not not selfishly, but selfishly, because it works it works for me as an organization, and it works for him as an individual. But I'm going to put it together the way it needs to be put together. I'm going to explain it in detail. And a matter of fact, you are a grown man, and you your own choices. You know, you got choices, decisions, and consequences. You pick and choose how you want to line them up, whichever one you want first. I'm going I'm to lay it all out to him, and then I'm going to let him know, you know, these are the things that you got to do. Because if you don't do these things, your NBA career could be headed down the wrong direction, in the wrong path. If you want to squander 200 plus million, and forget the 200, a billion. Let's, I'm going to take it to a billion dollars. Okay. Because as Jay know, we're talking about tennis shoe revenue. We're talking about endorsements. We're talking about extending another contract to you at a time when the collective bargaining agreement really kicks in three, four years from now. He could be a $65 million a year player. So you lay all that out and let them know. These are the issues and these are the things that we need to tackle. Now, maybe some other things that are, Jay, that we are not privy to, that's deeper. He is a young, he is young. He is not 40 years old. So he still has a peanut of a brain. Let's be honest now. He's not fully developed in the world yet. But we're going to help you get there. Yeah, Key, I, I would advise for him to go do therapy for a month, month and a half. Like, le- legitimately go do therapy. I've, I've been to places for therapy. Uh, we do it in our relationships. We do it on the basketball court. You go to therapy for, you know, when you want to work out, you get a trainer. Because, I, I see, I think John Moran's really told us what the issue is. I, I do think he's having issues dealing with fame and power and a lot of people act just because you have money or you have fame it all of a sudden changes the foundational dynamics of who you were growing up no it enhances it right so i i think for where he is in his life right now to truly address what some of those challenges are because there's certain things just like reason key you've heard a consistent theme of challenges that he has had like if that's Devontae pack okay Whose job is it to set boundaries with you and your friends? Your job. Accountability, right? Whose job is it, if you want this lifestyle and what comes along with it, how to still be yourself and navigate who you are and who you're becoming in the public eye? Your job. There's a level of just accepting what the responsibility is. That I, I truly think for young people in general, they don't have these type of conversations because they've always been enabled. And I think that's what John needs to have. He can no longer be SOI. Stuck on immaturity because that is not going to fly for John Morant, no matter what his age is or what kind of formation he has to be a part of. He continues that road, like Ken Jay has said, it is not going to be a good road and a good ending. And maybe John Morant can figure that out sooner than later. Could a Heat Lakers NBA Finals be bad for the NBA? That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.